look, before we get started, you know, I want you to know David and I go back a long way. We talk often and we have over the years, and he's been very encouraging about the Banking with Life podcast. However, he's always had one critique. James, it's too long. So I want you to know when he came in and sat down, we recorded some of the longest episodes ever, and it gave me great joy. Thanks for listening. David and I continue from where we left off from part one. So this is the beginning of part two. Thank you for listening. I was just going to kind of go back to the, uh, you know, Nelson getting beat up on the illustrations and the numbers and you, mm-hmm. you know, being uh, part of that. I mean, you know, yeah. holding him to task, right? Well, I w- I, it came from me because uh, it came from my Army background. Okay, I was an Army aviation guy, helicopter guy, helicopter pilot. And I believed in standardization. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to have a standard. You train to a standard, okay? And you have to establish a standard. Uh, and so was IBC standardized? In the insurance terminology for that, I think it's compliance. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know if you want to get into that or not, but Nelson Nelson would turn beet red when I I would say, we need to take this book and we need to get it through compliance. Oh. So it's standardized. That That way, all these big insurance companies and out of New York and Massachusetts would love would, and would embrace love, you. Would love it. Yeah. Yeah. To me, standardization and and compliance is two different things. One, they're both horrendous, but one's worse than the other. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. He, he, he never... No, I, I the that, light finally came on for me. That's all he did was turn beat red? He didn't like want to lay hands on you or anything? No, he was like... <laughs> You know, like Nelson talks about the, the tailwind headwind scenario yeah. in the book. Compliance wanted to know how, <laughs> wanted those numbers quantified. Yeah. It's like, are you stupid? That's a, it's it's a, it's a you know we're conceptually talking about a headwind and a tailwind. But whatever. So I finally, finally the light finally came on. I said, no, this is not about numbers. This is not about uh, standardization. Okay, this is about about the truth. Okay, monetary truth. Okay, that's not being manipulated by you know powers to be. So uh, you know, I'm proud of these mutual companies for for, for hanging on as long as they have. Mm-hmm. You know, so me too. I mean, I encourage them every opportunity that I have to embrace their heritage, go down to their the archives in the basement or wherever they keep them and look at their history and their heritage and embrace that mm-hmm. you know it's like yep. it's uh, good stuff really yeah so um, okay so you, you start working with Nelson mm-hmm. and uh, you, you come to believe that it's not really about standardization seeing standardization in my mind that every it's like every policy should look alike yeah, well standardization you're right it's like okay, I want a yellow brick road. Yeah. Okay, I want like okay, yeah, you have a policy set. Okay, and it could be one for a newborn, one for a working middle-aged couple, whatever. Yeah. And you follow the yellow brick road. 
you, everything's you, you, it's like no no okay you can't do that you have to I mean there obviously there's different underwriting parameters based upon health concerns what state you're in what company it is all kinds of different things like that but uh, you're you, again you're solving for a problem okay so you can't just create a box and put everybody in the same box right. you know the guys in compliance probably don't even own life insurance anyway I don't know well I don't know. It's like that magazine article. You know, I put, there's an article and there was one little old paragraph about Nelson in there and, and it had to go through compliance two times. The word banking had to come out and, you know, financing. I don't even, I have the original rough draft and, you know, and that's okay for what it is, but comp- compliance can take anything and make it worse, you know. You know, I don't want to beat him. I want to be positive. I'm full of grace. I appreciate compliance for, you know, they're protecting the general public from these uh, mm-hmm. financial predators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. And now at this time, look, I came in around, I, my memory serves me correctly, it's 2003, 4, 5, somewhere right around there. Um, and, 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 you know, my story's out there. I read Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, a two-day thing, and I said, I'm going to not stand. I finally got around to reading it. And I was, I was just like beyond angry. I was, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it after being in the life insurance business for 14 years. Now I didn't come up with training with the New York companies or any of that. Um, but I'd been around a lot of people that in the life insurance industry, not a, not one person ever and not one person ever focused on, the need for finance of course if you have cash value you have a you know a contractual right there's a loan provision in the contract there everybody knows that right but nobody nobody did what nelson did nobody brought that out before nelson that i'm aware of Mm -hmm. the uh the idea that your need for finance is greater than your need for death benefit anyway that when i read that book his cover his face took up the whole front cover of that book Right. Did you bring the first edition? Did you forget it? No, I, I didn't bring it. So. Dang it, you're afraid I was going to wrestle you for it, huh? Yeah. Oh. No, he, he, has, he has face on the, on the uh, I think, up to the fourth edition. Yeah. His face in the cover. <laughs> I called that number on the back of the book, and I'm just saying, I went to a seminar that he was, you know, somebody had hosted him, and he was presenting, Um and I'm, and I'm saying all that to say this. At that time, that man was working harder than most 40-year-olds that I knew. I mean, he was doing 30 to 50 seminars a year. It wasn't work for him, though. I know. He loved it. Right. I'm still amazed to this day how And normally he would do the 10-hour presentation over two days. He'd do a couple of hours the night before, and then the next full, day he would full. finish. But, you know, if you didn't stop him and tell him there was, it was a break, he wouldn't even go to the restroom. He just – just make sure he had coffee and water and he would just go he powered through it yeah yeah you had to raise your hand excuse me I, I, can we stop <laughs> yeah yeah. we had to come up with time cards you know you're breaking in 10 minutes and yeah know. no he he was um, he said the, the, the last 20 years of his life were, were the best the best you know from a professional standpoint yeah where he felt more, he felt more productive yeah I mean, he absolutely loved it, man. Do you remember when his mother-in-law went into the nursing home? Mm-hmm. What year was that? Jeez. 
uh, I don't want to put you on the spot. I'm 2002 or three, something like that. Yeah, so I was, he, he had just put his brand new, he was either fixing to put his mother-in-law in the nursing home or she had just went in because mm-hmm. they were financing that. Mm-hmm. So it was 2002 or three. Perfect. That was just for me. Just, I just submit, we just submitted a packet for a uh, ownership change on a policy that his that she owned his, his the grandmother. Really? Yeah. And they and the Nelson did a a absolute reassignment from her to to Mary in 1996, and then. Uh, and now, now we're and it's it. I mean, she owned the policy. The grandmother owned the policy. It wasn't on her. It was on somebody else. Yeah. And so Mary got an absolute assignment. And we 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 tried. We're trying to get it reassigned to Kim. And so we went to the local agent who works for that same company. He didn't. He never heard of absolute assignment before. Do you know what that is? That's absolute assignment. Well, that, this guy never heard of it before. That's, I guess that, that's, that's a prime example that the these people don't know their, know their industry at all. Yeah. They don't know what it's all about. He goes, I know. What's that? Absolute assignment. I said, well, I know what it is, and I'm not even a contractor with your company. Your, your company's name's on the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so, yeah, so I, and I think uh, Mary's mom died, I think, 2007. And she was in that nursing home for four, I think, four years. So, yeah, that's cool. And so, you did you go on the road with him? I know you were. I went on the, I, time or two. May, I only went on the road with him maybe three, three, three times a year, maybe. You know, Is there any regrets? Yeah, I should have gone. Mean, I, don't, I mean, I should have gone on the road more often with him, but uh, somebody needed to keep things working in the back. All right. So, do you have help? Yeah, I packing up all the books and stuff. I mean, yeah, I I have like part time help. Part time. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you still field calls? Because um, I know you fielded lots of calls over the years. It wasn't just since Nelson graduated. I mean, you fielded a lot of calls. I feel a lot of calls. And at first, I was like really nervous about them because I didn't know I didn't know what to say. And we used to go to you know, we travel together. We go to different events yeah. and we set up a booth. Oh, yeah. And he was there, just you know, jacking up with people, and then then I they approached me, and it's like, you know? <laughs> but but no, I I feel the calls, but you know, I don't feel as many calls as I used to because because we have we have authorized IBC practitioners, and I said, where do you, where do you live? And they say Texas. And I said, well, go to the website and find a practitioner, and those are the types of questions you should be Mary, asking right? them. Yeah. Don't ask me because I'm not a licensed life insurance agent. Right. I don't want to get you in trouble. You go on the the practitioner finder now, and it's expanding. Uh, you know, so whatever state you're in, if you go to nni.org and you go to resources, mm-hmm. practitioner finder, you click on your state. You can search by last name. Or you just search. You just go to the – click on the state, and the whole listing will show up. Yeah, if, if you click on your you state, the ones that come down. up first are yeah. residents of your state. Right. And then the second list down there that's a little bit separated are non-resident agents. So they may live in California, but they're licensed in Texas or your prospective state. Um, right. 
and then I think every time you click the button, they rotate, right? So it's, they're supposed to they're supposed to scramble them so nobody is like listed above anybody else yeah. consistently. I can I, I can only imagine how many phone calls you've gotten from agents like, hey, so and so's name's on the top of the list every time I look. Yeah, you know I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. All right, and so. Um, are there are there some hidden videos out there with Nelson that you know the public doesn't know about that you know you've recorded but never released? Um, yeah, uh, when we produced uh, this is Nelson Nash. Yep, that's it's one hour in length, and we have probably like you know six or eight hours of video, uh, and a lot, a lot of it that was we decided or I decided that I was not going to, it wasn't going to be about IBC. It was going to be about Nelson Nash, right. the movie. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And there were some folks that were pretty mad at me because they thought it should be about IBC, you know, promoting IBC. I said, no, it's about Nelson Nash because I, we all knew that he was getting short. Um, and so that, so I made that decision to do that. So all that video that's on, that was on the, the floor and, uh, and uh, you know Jason Rink did it for us, yep. and so I, I have, he sent me the hard drive with all that stuff on there. So one of these days we'll do a we'll do a part two and produce an, another video on Perfect. that. Plus, there's stuff that he did at the think tanks that are that are not for public consumption. But he, you know, he talks about. I mean, remember one year he did that. He he read, uh, you know. Uh, uh, out of ba- Babylon onto Egypt. Out of uh, Babylon onto Egypt. Yeah, he, yeah. he read the whole slavery chapter. Slavery to slavery. He read the whole chapter. <laughs> yeah. I got that on video. So yeah, that was a that's yeah. an essay that he did. Yeah, and I remember, you know, one time he did. He was uh, he was uh, playing Andre Rue. You know, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. So there, there's stuff out there, and he did a he did a series of lessons, audio lessons. It's not a direct read of BYOB, but it's pretty close to it. So that would be a resource if somebody wanted to hear that. Because, you know, the Audible book that we have out there now is, is I think it's good, but it's not Nelson reading it. It's some, some, some guy from California. But uh, so that, that's a resource that's, that's out there. Yeah, I was just talking about that the other day. <clears throat> and because uh, I didn't know it was out a month or two, the, the Becoming Your Own Banker on Audible. Um, it was out a month or two before I found out. I'm the last guy to know, you know. So, but as soon as I found out, I went and I downloaded. It. I'm like, I'm so excited, and and then I was so disappointed. I don't know what I was expecting, you know. I mean, subconsciously, I'm expecting to hear Nelson, Nelson, Nelson or something. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't him. the the narrator did a fabulous job. Yeah. But it wasn't Nelson. I was just like, right. oh dang it. Yeah. And then, you know, the chapters are out of sync, kind of with the book, which is okay. Well, um, they did, what we did was we did the uh, we used, we used the Kindle edition to do the Audible edition. Oh, so, I got it. Why? Because it because it was just it was like all digitized anyway, you know. So I gotcha. All right. So, do you want to get personal? I mean, you mentioned that earlier. I'm just asking. You well, had an opportunity. Well, you, you want to start with my 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 relationship with Nelson. Uh, and how that developed over the years. I don't know if you want to get back into that or not. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. And everybody listening wants to know. They want to know the rest of the story? They do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how often do you sit down and, and I don't know, I'm surely there's some 
some recordings of you out in the big wide world, right? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Well, none like this. Go ahead, Mr. Stearns. Yeah. So, no, I mean, Nelson, you know, Nelson, um, he, uh, you know, he, he was a real, you know, he believed that uh, in freedom, okay, his mentor was Leonard Reed, okay, and he, uh, he Nelson, you know, worked as a forester, private forester, and he was trying to develop clients in North Carolina and, uh, you know, turn their tobacco land into, like, pine forests for Growing trees and you know and harvesting them, and they and he, he tells the story that they wouldn't do it because they're getting government subsidies for their tobacco. He, he couldn't understand that, and so it's kind of it's kind of like nowadays where things are kind of in some cases are backwards and trying to figure out what's really going on out there. Well, the more he peeled back the onion, the more he realized that what he was reading and seeing and hearing was was you know being manipulated by you know, different sectors within the government and economy. And that's how he found, that's how he found FEE, the Foundation of Economic Education. And that's how he found Leonard Reed. And he used to, he used to bring Leonard Reed to Birmingham, I think on a yearly basis. He'd, he'd put together a group, they'd fund him, bring him down, they'd spend a day with him. And he just, he just like, he just loved Leonard Reed. The guy was such a gentleman eloquent guy smart and you know it's about it's about freedom you know individual freedom and so nelson tried to procreate that he started he tried to he tried he took some of that stuff and when he did his, when he put his seminar together he took he took his seminar the context of the seminar obviously from the concept of ibc but the way he put it together was based upon some of some of those heroes and how they did it yeah and how they talked how they used parables how they, you know, the length of it, uh, the 10 hour length was important, he thought. And he first put it together, not to be done 10 hours consecutively, but he did it for like five two hour segments over the course of five weeks. And that's how he wanted to do it. But, but, you know, live, it's hard to do that. Yeah. Right? So, so, so he had a, he, he had a lot of mentors. He studied hard. He, he, he was a real proponent of memorization. If you believe in something, you better you better be an expert. And when he was going through forestry school, you know, was, you know, all that scientific botany and all horticultural and all that stuff like that, you have to memorize all the, the, the you know, the, the species and the classes and this and that and this and that. He was a big proponent of memorization, and so and knowing knowing being an expert in what you're talking about. You know, you know I was thinking about that the other day too. <clears throat> um, when Nelson did his his presentations, he and I don't remember when he I don't know that he ever stopped doing it, but he he would say, you know, uh, you know, twenty five years ago, so many months and so many days and so many hours. He, I mean, every time he knew in what he was doing was, um, you know. It, telling you how long it had been since he had his quad bypass right. and he was the equivalent of living on a heart and lung machine today in the right. financial world. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk say, about 17 years ago, four months and five days, you know, I, 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 my heart wasn't wasn't beaten. Yeah. And I was effectively dead. No, yeah. 
you know, his his he had heart disease in his family. His father died, I think he was like sixty two from a heart attack. His older brother died was like fifty two of a massive heart attack. And Nelson, when he was it was nineteen eighty six. Nineteen eighty six when he had his quad bypass. And he thought he was a goner. Yeah. Because he was he was right in that wheelhouse, that same age group. And so uh, I think he feels like that that he was you know he he you talk about grace okay he he was he was he was grace to be living and he and, and I mean he he lived he lived a lot longer than he thought he was yeah and so he was he was blessed and he powered through a lot you'd never know he wasn't feeling well he just powered through he never complained about anything yeah. ever he never complained about anything and 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 I, and I think about that. I go, well, man, I'm a complainer, man. <laughs> I'm not complaining. That's, that's I'm just like, explaining. It's like, no, man, come on, Nelson. But uh, no, he's he, he was he, he was he, he, uh, okay. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nice about this, but he was odd in some things. Okay, he really was. Uh, Listen, if you're not a little odd, there's probably something wrong. He, he was he was a little odd. I mean, he he loved. Volkswagen buses. Yeah, did you know that? No. He loved he loved the the Vanagon. The bu- he just loved those things, man. Did it, that cool model that has all the windows? Well, that's, yeah. it was later than that. It was a little bit bigger one. Uh, um, he he loved stuff like that. He loved. Um, he used to wear his German Volksmarks hats. You know, yeah. the, the green little hats. And I know you got him a cowboy version of that. Yeah. Um, stuff. I, like that. I got you know when we went to Austria. You know, there's other, I mean, Bob Murphy was there and others, Mary Nelson, a physician out of uh, California. Simpkins. My wife and I. Yeah, Dr. Simpson. Albert Simpkins, yeah. Yeah. I bought my own little truly. Yeah. No, Nelson, you know, one thing he did, and I don't know if you remember this or not, he decided that all his grandchildren, he was going to take his grandchildren on a, on a trip. Okay. And he ended up taking groups of them, their same age groups, and he asked them, where do, where do you guys want to go? And most of them went to Europe. And so he took uh, my, my daughter and her cousins on one trip, and he took my two sons and, and their two or three cousins on one trip. So imagine flying to Europe, to Germany, Nelson, older guy with his wife and four grandchildren. Okay, boom, getting there and putting them in a in a rental van and driving to Europe for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. He just he just it was all a history lesson. Yeah, history lesson, geography lesson. He, he I mean that's the kind of guy he was. He just loved, he loved doing stuff like that. Yeah, I think they went to the uh, I don't know if it was a Volks, Volkswagen or uh, maybe the uh, it was the BMW factory, the Bavarian Motor Works factory. Right, I think probably with your son. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he wanted to do it. And one of them, I think they, they, uh, he took, he took, he took him down to Italy too. And I think they went through Milan and they they did all that. They did a drive by for from my son was telling me they they went to Venice. <laughs> 
And besides, Kim and I just got back from five days in Venice. Anyway, I said, "Oh, did you see, I said, how much time did you spend in Venice?" He goes, "One afternoon." <laughs> <laughs> they actually they actually parked. He said they parked on the mainland and they walked that causeway into Venice. They they walked it. Mm-hmm. I'm going. You, that's it's like it's more than a, it's like almost two miles long. Yeah. Said, that's what we did. It's like you gotta be kidding. <clears throat> he was trying to wear him out. <laughs> like, like there's been one one day in Venice. Okay. Yeah. But you know, so anyway, he's so he um, he was he 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 um, he was special. There's no, I've never been never met anybody like that in his life. You know, he he go into a room, engage somebody, and he and he have he'd have a proponent for life after that conversation. Yeah, that's the kind of guy he was. <clears throat> so the uh, yeah, there there's I always I say often that. You know, if you ever attended a Nelson Nash seminar, you could be in the room with 20, 30, 50, 70 people, but you felt like he was talking to you, mm-hmm. you know? And that was everywhere he went that I observed. Yeah. I mean, that was it. People loved him. Yep. He was very lovable. He was, he, he was one of the name plaggers or name tags so he could know who he was talking to. Yeah. Yeah. And so tell me about the uh, starting of the uh, NNI. Well, um, you know, like I said, we started working together in 2004 full time, and we we talked about a training program for agents for a long time because you know, becoming your own banker was written for consumers. Was I supposed to answer that? Consumers. Consumers. That pause. It's a trick question. And, and so there was no <laughs> yeah. there was no training program for agents. But Nelson didn't think there needed to be. Okay. He did he expect them to know their product? Yeah. He did. So but we kept, you know, we you know, going back to the compliance standardization thing is you know, I there was there was there was a couple of insurance companies that would let you say infinite banking concepts in the same room they were in. Yeah. Okay. And so I wanted the industry to embrace IBC because I mean, what's not to like about it from from an industry standpoint from a consumer standpoint from an agent standpoint I mean it's just it's just good 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 but you know again compliance problems but anyway so we talked to several companies and say listen we'll embrace IBC but we want you to develop an agent training program that comes from the source Okay, not something that's a third-party thing. Because a couple of agents that we we would had relationships with back in the you know 2009, 10 time frame, they had their kind of own internal training programs, and so we kind of like let's co-opt a couple of those, and and maybe we can get those approved by the industry. Well, it, personalities got in the way. Okay, and we realized, okay. Nelson and I said, I, we said, listen, we we cannot do this. We can't do an agent training program working with agents developing the program. I don't. I guess that doesn't really make sense. But the, the, the agents have too much of a personality, and they, they some of them will think 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 of it a little bit different than others. And they one aspect be more important for them: this, that, this, that, this, that. And, and company A didn't want an agent from company B right. involved in the, in the <laughs> development of the program. So we decided, okay, 
what we're going to do is we're going to create an academic program and no agents would be involved in the development because it would not be a sales program. It would be the basic academics of the concept, okay, the, the infinite banking concept. And Nelson, I told you, his, his, his mentor was Leonard Reed. He also was involved with the Mises Institute, Ludwig Mises. He was an, Nelson was an Austrian diehard, okay? Not a Keynesian economist, but he believed in the Austrian school of, and I'm sure your listeners know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, they do, yeah. Okay? And so uh, we were good friends and, and, and cohorts with, with Carlos Laura and to a lesser degree Robert Murphy, Dr. Robert Murphy. And so we were talking in June of 2012. Okay, so we need to put together this training program. It needs to be, uh, we think it needs to be academically based. We think it needs to be based upon Austrian precepts. Okay, but it needs to be at the IBC, you and me level. And, and, and so essentially, Robert Murphy was the perfect guy to work with because the guy, the guy, Initially, didn't understand IBC. He didn't. He thought BYOB was like, this is this is crazy, right? Okay, you know. And then, and, and, but Carlos Laura, they both lived in Nashville, and Carlos kind of co-opted him and said, okay, well, you know, take a look at this again. You know, take a look at this. Remember, you said that. See how it ties into this. And eventually, Murphy, Bob Murphy says, you know, this this makes perfect perfect sense. This is good. This is this is legitimate. This is a way to use, you know, private capital, okay, a collateral, you know, for finance and this and that. And this. So long story short is we decided we got together in June 2012, okay, the training program is going to be is going to be based on becoming your own banker and the book that Carlos and, Laura and, and, and Bob wrote, How Privatized Banking Really Works. That was going to be the basis of it. And we we're going to work with two mutual insurance companies, with their actuaries to put together the training program. So there's no agents involved, okay? And so that's what we did. And uh, we came out with, the, with with this training program. The manual is like 350 pages long. It's like 14 modules. And, and there's a, you know, you have a chapter on the economics of life insurance. Well, that sounds interesting <laughs> okay and I mean you know we talk about the problem we talk about the solution we talked about the implementation okay and then and and I kept saying you know this is really good stuff and I was talking to Nelson and Carlos and Bob but if I'm an insurance agent it doesn't tell me really how to do it it doesn't give me that I talked earlier in this conversation about the Yellowbrook Road mm-hmm. you know Show me how to how to how to to start the conversation. Show me how to overcome objections. Show me how to you know da da da. It never it, it didn't it didn't do that. And so and after a couple of years out there with the program, everybody said you know you were right. Whew, I was right, <laughs> and that's what started the, the mentor program. And so anyway, the 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 the, the IBC practitioner program was was you know vetted by these insurance companies and say yes this is this is we feel really comfortable about this you know anybody who's any agent 
who who's promoting IBC, if they're a graduate school and they're contracted with the right companies, then we'll feel more comfortable with what they're doing and we won't, we won't be so objectionable to the word bank or banking, yeah. you know, as it relates to this whole life insurance. So that's how, that's how it started. And we start and we released the program, the, the practitioner program in February of 2013. Okay. And we, we have roughly 300 uh, active IBC practitioners in the United States and Canada. That's all. I really I thought it was more than that. We have we have a lot of we have more than that that have enrolled in the course. Okay. Okay, but some of them are still in the the training phase, i.e., they're not getting it done. Some are still in the mentor phase, i.e., they're not satisfying their mentor that they're 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 qualified to be to be offered membership enlisted, and some of them have decided to move on. <laughs> and I and I and I can't tell you why they decided to move on. I don't know if it's something that that they want more from us that we're not giving them or if they decided well you know i think i'd really rather sell an iul than a whole life product so i'm just going to go do my own thing yeah. or i want to rebrand myself and put myself out ahead of this put myself out ahead of uh nelson and the institute so I'm, i don't want to be affiliated with them anymore i want to do my own thing yeah so i've seen that early on because you know, <clears throat> there are a lot of pra- or there are a lot of agents that were you know, back in the day, you had to be invited to attend a think tank, and I, mm-hmm. um, I asked Nelson, how, "How do you how do you make that happen?" Well, you can come because you've been hosting me and this and that. Um, but I remember um, that's 2012. There's six or seven, or however many, ten, eight think tanks prior to 2005 to, to 2013. Okay, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I remember when, and, and of course, you know, when, when things change, nobody likes change, especially an old guy like me, right? But uh, but I embrace that change. But I do distinctly remember that there were agents that would not have any part of, you know, uh, a formalized kind of right. curriculum. Right. And and I, re- I even remember some of the, you know, some of the guys saying, well, what does Austrian economics have to do with banking? <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's the very reason you should read some. Uh, so there's uh, – which I think that's normal and that's natural. You know, some people don't like to change or comply or go a different direction or what have mm-hmm. you. But really – and I and I kind of looked at it as kind of a, a, a culling or falling away, not in a negative way, that it wasn't going to be right for them. They didn't want to necessarily yeah. buy into it and support it and – uh, and they're going to go do whatever they're going to do, and God bless them all. But hadn't hadn't, but um, I, I I seem to remember David. There were two, three, and four hundred agents in a room at some of those think tanks. No, not I, that many. No, no. We had I think we, most we ever had was like two hundred and fifty to okay. two two eighty something like that. Okay. And what we did was, I'm, I mean, I'm rounding heavily. No, you, uh, about two eighty. But you, could, I mean, like you said, Nelson had his own group. Where somebody sponsored him for a seminar. They were part of his inner circle, quote unquote. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I had a problem with that because not everybody's James Nettley out there. Okay. So you, you bring Nelson Nash in and do a seminar for you, then you turn around and you sell IULs to your clients. Yeah. 
And they say, well, Nelson's talking about this thing called permanent whole life. Oh no, no yeah, yes, right. But this is this is a better product. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. there was there was no there was no checks and balances. And, no, I'm, and I'm I'm not trying to put my finger on anybody's you know lifestyle yeah, yeah. or business. Yeah. But I mean, we had no checks and balances. So one of the reasons why we did the program is because you know we have an agreement and and it's like, listen, if you are an IBC practitioner and a general public says, I want a Nelson Nash policy, call it whatever you want to call it, it's got to be a permanent whole life policy designed within the parameters outlined in the, in, in the book. Yeah. Okay. That, and if they didn't, then we terminated them. Yeah. And that was, the, that, that was to protect the public. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rightly yeah. so. I mean, I, I agree. Yeah. But hadn't, hadn't the membership grown since then? I mean, oh, generally? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's grown. You know, we interview. You know, like I said, we we started the interview process in 2015, two years into it, because we, we were getting people that are doing it for the wrong reasons. They just wanted their name and their face on a website so they can garnish leads and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's like another fun. lead gen. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, I mean, we're in, we're getting some quality candidates. You know, when I say what's a quality candidate, okay, quality candidate is somebody who is a, a life agent and if they think if they want to be a practitioner, it's like okay, well, I'm brand new to this stuff, so I'm coming to you. Because I want you to teach me how to do it, right. and I don't know anything about it. Right. Well, that's valid, okay, but you need to do some homework first. I.e., you need to start. You need to read all these books, and and how much stuff do you own personally? Okay, because you need to start with yourself also, yeah. right? I completely agree. So. But it, I mean, it, it, it's I mean, it's good, you know. It, and uh, we interview every week, you know. I got two of them lined up for for next week when I get back. That's so. awesome. How do how do people normally you know hear about? It? They just say, hey, you know, I ran across you know stuff online, or you know, a client brought me this. And I'm an insurance agent. and I knew nothing about it, or from all sources, or all sources. A, a lot of believe it or not, there's a lot of a lot of clients of existing practitioners who are who are i guess very active clients said you know i i believe this so much i want to do a life change and what i want to do is i want to get my life license i want to keep working with my mentor or my agent and i want to and then i want to be become a IBC practitioner, okay? And then when my production levels get to a certain level where I can sustain my lifestyle and my family, then I'll transition completely over to, so a lot of them are doing doing it that way. I I don't want to say that's the best kind, but. No, a lot of them are doing that, okay? And then then we have uh, existing practitioners who have other agents who have approached them and said, I really like what you're doing. I've watched your podcast or whatever, and I want I want to do the same thing. Yeah. Okay, and so they're they're brought into the fold and they're nurtured and whatever. And obviously, whoever the agent is that sponsors them, quote unquote, will be their mentor. And even though they go through our program, and if they're accepted and they go through the program and they pay their tuition, they take their final examination remotely with a live proctor. We do not list them to the public until they're they're mentor sponsor says they are competent to to doing the right thing it's not just policy design it's like how do you how do you how do you overcome objections okay how do you make your client uh 
how do you get how do you get them to buy into it? Okay, because if they don't understand the problem, the the, the nexus that they're in, they just want one of those. Mm-hmm. Then you can have some problems with that that yeah. client, right? I'm going to pay my house off in five years. Okay. Or no. I'm going to get out of debt tomorrow. You know, it's like no, it's like okay. I, you know, if I do a hundred dollars a month uh, on a premium, you know, when can I pay my car off? Yeah, it's like, well, how much do you want a car? I don't know. <laughs> oh, forty four thousand. <laughs> it's like, no. but I, I'm I'm going to pay every month. You know, and no, I mean, um, you got to you got to know, and and uh, I don't want to go down the social media rabbit hole, but if you're learning about IBC on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called, TikTok? Yeah, I think so. Then, then where all the financial experts live. You need to, you need to, no, you need to go somewhere else. Okay, that's not, that's not. It's a good place to, to hear IBC, but then you need to go pick up Nelson's book and read it twice. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so, you know, we we talked a little bit about TikTok on the way over and from the airport, and and it's egregious some of what's going on out there. Um, you cannot learn anything, especially anything financial, in my opinion, um, that's substantial in a one-minute or two-minute clip. Um, now, you know, they may point you elsewhere. I don't know. But, um, you know, what we get pushed back, you know, speaking of different social media about how those podcast is too long <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've heard that before <clears throat> and, and it's like you know what i've uh, said it before you can speed it up 1.5 times you can listen to it two times the speed and i know i talk slow <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> um <clears throat> excuse me um we i always say that if you you know the idea that you can you can control the banking function at the you and me level. The idea that you can control the banking function in your life at the you and me level. If that is if that's appealing, you have to go to the book Nelson Nash wrote his first book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Then his second book, Building a Warehouse of Wealth, and then How Privatized Banking Really Works. Nelson's six and a half hour presentation is um, online. Yep, you can still get it in the old plastic format with the DVD. But yeah. you, it's also digital. You can access it digitally. Um, and, and so and you, you call, go to... You call up James and get a code to get a discount on that. Right. I'll give you a 20% off. But it's <laughs> like... Uh, but David fulfills... Like if you go to our store and you buy uh, the Nelson, that, that series... It's an online, the online seminar. Yeah. It, but you can get you can get the disc too. I'm just saying that you fulfill them. If you go to my store, you're the one that's fulfilling them. Yeah, it just clicks yeah. right through. Yeah. Um, but there is a place to put that discount. Yeah, we've, we yeah we we uh, we we you know sell our own stuff. I mean, there's a there's a ton of books moving on Amazon too for for yeah. Amazon retailers and whatnot. Well, some of those Amazon books a year or two ago, and I'm not saying they're all that away, but then they come back with like. Out, pages out of sync and missing pages. <laughs> the becoming your own banker book. There was we had we had one fupa by the print plant where they had they had I don't know a certain number of pages that were out of sequence. They're yeah. all in there, but they're out of sequence. And a couple of really entrepreneur type practitioners actually bought as many as they could find for like nickels instead of dollars, and then they cut the bindings off them. They rearranged the pages correctly, and they 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 and they re, re uh, bound them with a spiral. Oh, God so, bless them! Look, are you selling any Banking with Life DVDs, or is that 
too old school. I offer Banking with Life DVDs to anybody who wants them. If you buy my starter kit. You have a starter kit? I have a starter kit. Did you did you copy that after my starter kit? No, this is before you. You get Become Your Own Banker. Oh, I copied you. You get, you get Build Your Wealth of Wealth. You get the audio CDs. Yeah. Okay. It's not the audio on book. No, it's the audio CDs, two okay. CDs, which talked about it's a production. Plus, you get the book. I rotate it back and forth depending on what my inventory level is currently. You get the book, The Case for IVC. Yeah. As a bonus, you get Banking with Life DVD. I got it. So most of my sellers are, are in the starter kit. I got it. Hey, well, what does that go for? Can we throw a price out? $79.95. That's why I sell more than you. Mine's less expensive than yours. I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. I don't sell life insurance. I just sell books. Oh, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> Look, you uh, do you have that book? Did you do you have that little book uh, handy? The uh, pension idea. Can you reach it? I don't have it with me right now. Oh, okay. you talking about the green one? Yeah, the one I didn't know was originally published in green. No, pension idea was published by Fee. Uh, little green cover. My first edition was white. My second edition is now green. You have some in your storeroom. Yeah, I just bought them because we had a conversation a couple of months ago. David, hey, I need some pension idea, please. And he's like, I don't have any. I'm like, what? And you said, oh, I might not even reprint them. And then uh, I was, I was like you on you Nelson on the illustration number six. I'm like, of course you've got to reprint them. So thank well, you for reprinting. Them. I did it, and see now I'm just buying my, you know, my share. The pension idea, and they they don't like life insurance. The pension idea, though. No, Paul Perot did not understand life insurance because I asked Nelson back then. I'm like, he didn't even like life insurance. He go, well, James, he just didn't understand. He didn't, he didn't, life he didn't insurance. understand what he, he didn't. He didn't know what it was about. Yeah, but he was talking about he Paul Perot was foretelling what would happen with the pensions, and it and it has happened. Mm-hmm. So he was right. Yep. Okay, I know we're going long, but we'll we'll break it up into two parts, maybe. Um, is there anything you want to cover? Anything that I, you know? No, I'm, I just want to say that I really enjoy uh, hanging out with the group, especially at the think tanks. Um, yeah, me too. And I, and I appreciate your invitation to come out here and spend some time with you. Well, thanks for coming, and I appreciate you, and I, and I really appreciate everything that you're doing. You know, for the Nelson Nash Institute, that's like, you know, God bless you. Well, we're just, you know, we're we're not trying to, to you know, put a wall around IBC. Right. We want to we want some place where the public can go, and 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 see factual information that's not sensationalized, okay, or bastardized, okay, and and and, and it, it you know it comes from Nelson, you know. So, so you're not getting on TikTok is what I'm hearing. No TikTok. <laughs> we do have a YouTube channel. <clears throat> Boy, those, some of our videos are pretty boring. <laughs> but no. So it's, it's. Is there any links that we should put? You know, should, in the uh, in the notes. Well, everything, everything. You know, uh, put the N and I there. InfiniteBanking.org. Sure. Okay, everything is there. Our YouTube channel is is hosted off that, or you can just type in Nelson National Institute YouTube and get it. Uh, we. Uh, you know, everything's on my website. We have, you know, we we have the Laura Murphy report, which is a podcast. Bob Murphy, Carl's Laura, outstanding yeah. uh, podcast. Subscribe to that. It's on the website. You can subscribe to it with any of these podcast, you know, apps. You know, that's you know. So just put nni.org and just go around there and kick around and Nelson Nash, Nelson Nash Institute. Okay. 
<clears throat> yeah, and it would be infinitebanking.org. Check. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.